This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. I'm Cassandra Baldini with Financial Standard. Last week, the Reserve Bank of Australia hit pause on interest rate hikes, but in the lead-up and following global economic instability, it was unclear which direction the RBA would take. In conjunction with the relief, Governor Philip Lowe reinforced that more hikes might be likely. Here with me today to discuss what could be next is HSBC Chief Economist Australia and New Zealand, Paul Bloxham. Paul, thank you for joining. Great to be here. You were among those who correctly predicted the RBA would pause this month. What do you think is going to happen next? Look, we think the RBA is most likely to now be on a long pause. Uh, that they have stopped, as you say, lifting interest rates. Um, And they're talking about the idea that the risk is that they may have to do a bit more. Of course, inflation is still too high. It's well above the Reserve Bank's target band. But we're also seeing clear signs that the economy is slowing down, that the tightening they've already delivered is having an effect on the consumer. It's been cooling the housing market for some time now. Um, And we think a lot of that effect is also yet to flow through. So They've lifted rates 350 basis points, but we've only seen some part of that feed through to the economy. We've got two big effects. One, it's still yet to flow through fully to variable rate mortgage holders. But then, of course, we've got this very unusual feature at the moment where a whole bunch of people took out fixed rate mortgages through the pandemic. uh, And those fixed rate mortgages are quite short term. They're two and three year fixed rate mortgages. And they a lot of the resets for those mortgages happen over the next uh, the next the next few months. And so we're expecting that actually a lot of the effect of monetary policy is still yet to feed through. So with all of that in mind, we think the RBA, although they are obviously cautiously pointing out that inflation is still too high, they might have to do more. We think in the end, they'll probably end up pausing and leaving the cash rate at steady for, for quite some time. In the lead up to the May decision, what are the major considerations for the RBA now? So... They get another uh, set of prints for both the labour market and for inflation. And these are the two things that we think that will probably be most in focus. Um, On the labour market, we've already started to see some signs that it's losing some momentum. The unemployment rate's still exceptionally low. In fact, it's still around the the lowest levels we've seen in, in multiple decades. But things like job advertisements have started to come off their peaks, job vacancies are down from their peaks. And so although the labour market is still quite tight, it doesn't seem to be tightening up further. And the critical feature here is that even though the labour market's tight, the fact that it's not tightening up further means that it's unlikely to put lots and lots of further upward pressure on wages growth. This is something that's fundamental to the RBA's view, that as long as wages growth remains consistent with their target, they might not have to lift interest rates quite as much. And then the other print we get is a CPI print, the quarterly measure for the first quarter uh, later, later this month, And that'll be a key focus as well. We still think it's going to be quite high, but we think it's going to show clear signs that inflation has passed its peak. And so the critical thing to watch will be the underlying measures. In Australia, we track the the, the trimmed mean mostly, and to see that that has clearly passed its peak. If that's the case, and that combination of still some loss of momentum in the labour market and inflation that is clearly past its peak, we think the RBA is likely to, again, remain on hold in May. Um, but a, a surprise, you know, a, a much stronger labour market print or uh, a much stronger than expected inflation print, something that told you that inflation wasn't actually past its peak, and then May starts to come into play more. But we think those are the critical things that they'll be watching. 
Ahead of this week's G20 meeting, Treasurer Jim Chalmers has said swerving a recession is likely, but Australia's economy is expected to slow later this year. Do you agree with the Treasurer's statement? We're certainly expecting that the economy uh, slows down this year. Um, and, And if you think about it, that's actually a necessity. I mean, that's what the RBA is trying to do. Their, you know, demand is too strong relative to the supply that's available within the economy, and that's why inflation is too high. And it would be great to fix all, fix all the supply side issues, and some of them are remedying themselves. Shipping costs are coming down. Uh, some of the pandemic-related disruptions are starting to fall out. We're seeing manufactured goods prices come down globally and so on. But the primary way that the RBA and, and, and most central banks across the world actually are trying to slow down inflation is by slowing down demand. So when you talk about a slowdown in demand, well, that's what we call an economic slowdown. And so that's what we're expecting, that the, the consumer in particular is going to be a big driver of that, that consumption growth is going to slow down quite markedly. And um, we've got growth slowing down, but we haven't got an outright recession penciled in for Australia. We don't think we're going to see an outright contraction in GDP. And, and I guess there are sort of three critical features here. One, we don't think the RBA is going to have to go that much harder. As I said, we think the RBA is on a, a long pause now, so we don't think interest rates will go up um, beyond here. But it's also, if they did, they're probably not going up much further, even if that were the case. So that's one feature. Another feature is the population growth in Australia is really rocketing along now. We've reopened the border. A whole bunch of people are starting to arrive. And that makes it hard for the economy to have an outright contraction. And a third factor would be that the reopening of the Chinese economy is a, is a pretty decent positive for Australia too. It should lift demand for commodities and support Australia's growth story from a traded side. So we think GDP growth slows from 3.7% last year to about 1.6% this year is what we've got forecast. Um, but that would still, and, that, and that's a pretty hefty slowdown and it's led by the consumer, but it's not an outright recession. Well, the next decision will come ahead of the budget, which Chalmers explained is yet to be finalised. So in light of that, what are your budget expectations and to what extent will interest rates impact the government's spending? Well, we think that the the government so far has been taking a pretty cautious approach to setting fiscal policy, and, and that's appropriate. They're very well aware of the challenge they face, which is that the RBA is trying to slow down the economy in order to get inflation to come down. And it's helpful if fiscal policy, not just the monetary policy settings, are attuned to also uh, slowing down, lowering inflation to that inflation challenge. And so we think they're very well aware that actually if you had a, a big spending budget, one that boosted things, it would just add to the challenge that we currently face that inflation's too high. And so we're expecting to be it to be quite a cautious approach in terms of what we see come out of budget. Um, the other thing that's helping uh, the budget along a lot is that commodity prices have been very high, and and that's been boosted by the reopening of the Chinese economy, and that in turn um, is likely to mean a, a likely a, a much a better budget outcome than was expected sort of a few months ago. So, that in that sense, it, the budget should look quite good, and it should also be quite cautious. The trick is going to be finding a way to deliver some uh, relief to households that are under a lot of cost pressures at the moment without overstimulating the economy and then potentially driving the RBA ha- to have to do even more with interest rates. That's going to be a really fine line balancing act for them to find, but we think that that's likely what we're going to see, a, a pretty cautious budget that isn't uh, that, that does focus on the high inflation challenge too. And finally, 
What do you think the likely roadmap will be over the next 12 months to combat inflation? The IMF have predicted high cost of living pressures will hang around for longer. When will we start seeing interest rates coming down and those pressures returning to somewhat normal? Well, it's going to be a combination of two things. It's going to be a combination of some of the effects of the pandemic and the disruptive impact it's had on the supply side for the global economy, things like shipping costs, manufactured goods availability. We had a shortage of semiconductors for a long period through the pandemic and a whole range of other things that the pandemic disrupted. Um, Well, those disruptions are starting to work their way through and shipping costs are down and manufactured goods prices are down. And so on the supply side, we expect that that's going to be a contributing factor to seeing inflation uh, start to ease. But the other big force of of work, of course, is that Central banks across the world, mostly the developed world, the US and and, and Europe and, of course, Australia and New Zealand um, and uh, many others have been lifting interest rates in order to slow down demand to tackle their inflation problems as well. So if that slows down global demand at the same time that the supply side frees up, it should mean that inflation starts to head back towards the targets that central banks have. And that will be quite helpful for Australia, that there are lots of other central banks trying to deal with this challenge as well, and that a large part of those pandemic disruptions is likely to drop out over time. So that's a that's a helpful feature. Of course, one uh, consequence of that is that global growth is also likely to slow down, and, and that's our forecast too. Global growth slows down, that provides some disinflation, um, but of course, that presents its own challenges too. A, a slowdown in global growth is, 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 is a challenge uh, as well. Paul, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing those insights. Great to be here. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 